Welcome back this week, everyone. So I guess I'll give you the weather update for England. We have sun. It's been really sunny here and really warm, and I am already complaining about it. I mean, that's kind of the nature of things, right? Like, we complain when the weather's too cold and it's miserable and we can't go outside. Now it's so miserable and hot. And one thing about here, and people who are here know this, but people who live in the States probably don't, there's no, like, concept of central air conditioning. So it's just hot. And, like, my flat where I live, which I'm moving from pretty soon, and I'm really excited about that, just going to get a little bit change of scenery a block away. But the flat I'm living in is basically an old Victorian home, so it's made of brick that's just, like, retaining heat. So... I went out last night around 11 just to get out of the flat because it's so much cooler outside than it is inside. And even right now I'm having to record this and I'm doing it before the really top heat of the day because the evening actually becomes hotter here, at least in my flat. But I have to have all the fans off and everything right now. So it's just, it's going to be a quick intro because it's kind of boiling in here. But yeah, this week, this is a really light episode. I know I throw some heavier ones at you. This is a light one. It's just, it's with this guy, John, who is from Canada and he's an entrepreneur. He founded an SEO business after working at Yellow Pages and in the industry for a long time. And what I like about John is just his positive attitude. He's just really cool, really easy to talk to. And he had a career path that seems kind of pretty standard. Like he worked in an industry and, and then he decided to found a company out of coming out of that industry. And I think that's, it's cool that he just kind of loves the path he was on and just saw a way that he could do it better though. And he could build a company that is in line with his values and he can then work with people like that he wants to and take the lessons learned and move forward. He's really well read from the whole business book and mindset and philosophy perspective. And Kind of the kind of guy, I don't know if he drinks, we didn't get into that, but the kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with if you have beer. And if you don't drink beer, maybe tea or water or a stroll, whatever you want to do. Seems like someone to do that with and just talk and exchange ideas. He was very influenced by his upbringing and very influenced by his parents being immigrants. And it's really driven him to just be a positive and caring and compassionate person. And honestly, it's probably the kind of company you'd want to work for as a company he he's running. They're remote. So I I work for a remote company. I've said that before. And we were remote before the pandemic and we continue to be. And I think that made things easier in a way, just being used to that. And I feel like for him too, that was the case. But I'd say just enjoy this one, learn a little bit about his business, but more just about him and just about having a nice, a good positive mindset that's really realistic and reasonable. And I'm just going to keep it short this week. So thanks again for listening. If you can follow, if you can review, that would really help me out. If you have guest ideas, let me know. But I'm just really happy to share this episode with you, whether it's your first time listening or you're a long time listener. And I'm glad to be back from the one week break that I took. So thanks, everyone. Welcome to More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self-worth is defined by more than your job title. I'm Rabia, an IT project manager, comedian, nonprofit volunteer, and sometimes activist. Every week, I'll chat with a guest about pursuing passions outside of work or creating meaningful opportunities inside the workplace. As you listen, I hope you'll be inspired to do the same. Here we go. Welcome back to More Than Work this week. I have a guest from Canada. It's John Vong, the owner of Local SEO Search. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be on the show today. Yeah, thanks for being here. So do you just want to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Yeah, definitely. Name's John Vong from Toronto, Canada. Um, Fourth child of immigrant family from Vietnam. So growing up, you know, 
I was pretty much new to the country. My parents didn't really have much. And for us, it was like survival. We took care of each other. And now I run an agency. It's uh, SEO uh, driven. And what that really means is search engine optimization for business owners and just helping them get more visible in terms of search. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I know SEO is important, just even I have a little website and I want to set things up so people can find it basically. And that, that sums up what I think of SEO, but for you and how you work with businesses and stuff, what does that mean? It's a little bit more complex because for me, I deal with uh, more competitive industries and marketplaces. So if you look at say a dentist or a restaurant, there's thousands of them in every single city. I know you live in London, England. I live in Toronto, Canada. And there's mm-hmm. hundreds, if not thousands of them in local neighborhoods even. So it's hyper-competitive. And for me, I need to really help the ones that understand the value of being found and visible in terms of people seeking out their services. And that's what we do. We help them stand out, become experts online and generate leads for them. Yeah, I mean, and this affects just to relate it to maybe what listeners might think of. I mean, like, I moved to London last year, I had to find a new eye doctor. So I went and searched in Google Maps, and I searched on Google. And then I, like, I have a certain way I do it, where I try to look up their ratings and stuff like that. But all of that, you try to impact all that for your clients. Yeah, all of it matters. There's over 200 signals that um, matter for a website to rank on the first page. And not only ranking, but converting. And that's very important because a customer will not just check out your website. They want to make sure it loads fast. It has some action. It has information like social proof. It has, Mm -hmm. you know, social channels. It has things that give you more uh, substance that people want to delve deep to know that you know what you're talking about, to position yourself as a leader in your industry, to then take action and take that next step of making a phone call, filling out the form, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. How did you come to decide to start your own business? So I started this agency eight years ago. So 2013 is when I I built local SEO search. Prior to that, I actually, I spent 10 years in advertising sales. And that was traditional advertising sales. Like if you look at print media, radio, television, trade shows, etc., And then I dabbled into online affiliate to understand email marketing, paid ads, you know, contextual ads, behavioral advertising. And then I actually worked at Yellow Pages Group and mm-hmm. I was there for five years. And I spent a majority of my time really working with just business owners in general and getting to know them, building strong relationships and understanding what really mattered in terms of how to run a business successfully, what does success mean, and building a really strong foundation of like how I wanted to mold my business, my life, and everything else in terms of my values and, uh, you know, what mattered the most which is mm-hmm. taking care of your customers, community, making an impact, adding you know, value, understanding how to run a business foundationally, but making sure you have a product or service that someone's willing to pay for and because they don't want to do it themselves. And then you have a business, really. It's not rocket mm-hmm. science, but it, it, you know, a lot of people forget why they're in business. You're trying to save someone's time that they hate doing or don't want to do themselves. And you're just trying to do it as best as you can so that they are happy. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. And I, I think even like I work in a client facing my, my, you know, job, my professions in a client facing role. And sometimes it's even a matter of reminding them, Hey, what problem are we trying to solve? I mean, that's my favorite question to ask. And I think it drives people nuts because they don't want to answer that because they've already gone past that and started to make ideas to do all these other things that sound cool, but what problem are we trying to solve? And, and you're right. I think people who are have clients forget that. And so do the people, the clients themselves. So you're kind of have a very focused question for them, really. Yeah, just get to the point, right? It's like, why are you in business in the first place? What are you bringing to someone's life? What into the marketplace? You're solving a problem. You always have to ask all the W questions, who, what, when, what, where, and then how. Mm-hmm. And if you really dig deep and figure out like your, your customer, your tribe, 
people are willing to pay for you, your services or product, then you'll really understand like psychology. What were the stages that they took? What were the entire process, the journey, the questions? What were the gaps, the opportunity, the personality? Like just understanding all that. I mean, I was very fortunate to just meet tons of business owners that were, you know, not just in business for a couple of years. I'm talking about 10, 20 generational businesses mm -hmm. and they were much more wise than I was. Like I was in my 20s and they were 50s, 60s telling me, you know, how it really operated and what really worked and what really mattered for them to be in business for so long. So I just used all that insight to kind of form what I have today and built something so that I can serve my clients very well. Yeah, that's that's good. And I guess you were, though, like you said before, you were in like an advertising agency. So what part of that wasn't fulfilling what you thought was your purpose or your values? So working at Yellow Pages, I was there for five years. And these people were just frustrated with the medium. Like if you remember, it was a phone book. Yes. Right? And everything's digitalized right now. And everything was speeding up very quickly. Technology in terms of internet speed, computer processing, like tablets and, you know, smartphones, everything was like so rapid. And, you know, at that time, customers were just frustrated, spending a lot of money, not getting good value, not getting good ROI, return on investment. And they knew their users, their customers were seeking out different mediums and choices, channels. And I could either continue selling something that people didn't want to buy anymore because I was sales rep or work for Google or Facebook or another company doing ad sales, very similar to what Yellow Pages was doing, or try something new, start my own business and mm -hmm. uh, see if it works. Because I kind of knew a little bit more about sales doing it for 10 years. I felt I had a skill set that people were inclined to want to buy if you uncovered what their real desires and needs were. And when you figure that out, people are willing to pay for your product and service, mm -hmm. you have a business. So then I actually didn't know anything about SEO. I, I basically knew there was an opportunity for people to rank on the first page. Mm -hmm. And I just had to figure out how to then rank people once I got customers. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did it make you uncomfortable that you didn't know or were you, were you just kind of, well, I understood the concept, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't rocket science. Like no. I used Google. I knew that, you know, there's a way for people to rank higher, you know, either paid or organic. And I know the value of organic was way better and more, mm -hmm. you know, more traffic, more like myself. I would only click on organic natural listings, non-paid. So, yes, it was a challenge for me to figure it out because then I was consuming tons of content from reading, going to blogs, conferences, talking to people, trying to just uncover and then hiring people because I was not a developer in any means, coder. It was a new language altogether. This whole digital space landscape, like from SEO, you need to know a lot mm -hmm. of the terms. And as a business owner, you probably are either not interested, you understand the concept, but you don't want to do it because it's yeah. overwhelming for a lot of people. So that's why I spoke the language of business owners I just didn't know what my team was talking about. So I had to learn what was really going on to then speak intelligently to mm -hmm. clients in all realms and fields. Yeah. And that's, that's always fun to learn the tech language when you're not, <laughs> not a developer. That's what I do too. And I think it's, it's cool because you, you do get to like understand more of how the thing becomes what it becomes, you know, by, by learning that. And and it empowers the business, too, to know what questions to ask as well, right? Yeah, it's all about being curious. It's all about, like, growing. And if you are a business owner that wants to succeed in not just your business, but helping others succeed, mm -hmm. then it's much more rewarding and fulfilling. So that's my intention. When I first got into business, it wasn't about me being ultra successful. It was about helping businesses gain success, all right, get more business results traffic visibility generate more revenue sales profit and when you start helping others and they are happy with your product and service 
they're going to be sticky with you. They're going to understand what you're bringing to the table and they, they feel like you're more of an extension to their business. And that's what I've kind of molded in the last couple of years to help businesses understand and achieve what my intention was. Do you find that being able to, you know, have your own business and kind of control what you're working on and who you're working with, does that help you do more of that like service oriented work where you're able to just kind of help others and choose the clients you want to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm at a different stage in my life in terms of knowing exactly the type of clients I, I serve very well. The ones that don't really fit the mode after working with hundreds of business owners, I kind of know which ones are good fits and not. And I say no to a lot of business owners. And it's actually better to say no, because then you acknowledge who you are, are going to work really well with and who you don't work well with. So it's all reputation as well. So it, and it takes time to uncover that. You know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. I made a ton of mistakes early days. I still make mistakes today, but it's not as detrimental, I believe, because over overcoming a lot of the challenges over the years, it's more about learning, like growing and challenging yourself all the time. Do you find that the work is more rewarding in doing it in your own business? Or what was the difference that it made to you professionally and personally, like starting your own business and, and growing it? I think running a business is probably the most challenging thing any person can take on in their life. In terms of business career aspect, especially if you're doing it yourself, like buying a business with money or investors is a little bit different because it's already set in stone. But starting off with an idea to then fruition to actually have customers paying you was definitely one of the biggest challenges in my life. Working for a company that was fairly large that has already the systems, processes, people, clients, like, and the big brand, like for them to then hire you, you already have a skill set in, in mind to take on that role and responsibility. Mm -hmm. So for you to kind of cultivate everything from foundation in terms of your own business, to building a team, to building clients, to building processes, it's it's a big challenge. It's, it's very difficult for a lot of people. And that's why entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And that's okay as well. Like you just got to figure out what you enjoy doing and live it passionately and just keep keep trying. Yeah, no, it's true. I have some friends who are entrepreneurs and I have people like me who are just like, you know what, I want a steady paycheck. And that's it. <laughs> and then I want to complain about how a business is run, but I don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. And it all depends. Like it depends on, you know, what you want out of life and the mm -hmm. timing is everything because early days I had a lot of responsibility. I had school debt. I mm -hmm. you know, took on some bad investments or whatever it was, just different situations. And then when you're settled, you want to challenge yourself. If you have the foundation set, like if you're married, you have kids, people go through different stages in their lives. You got to figure it out yourself to see what makes you happy, what you want to do career wise, even like working for uh, the boss, right? The, the mm -hmm. main, I mean, there's good people to work for and not so good people as well. You got to figure out who you want to work with, what industry, what business you want to serve and what kind of clients you want to serve as well. Like, do they resonate with your values? Are you chasing just money, prestige, status? There's so many different variables. So you got to figure that out yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I know I've been lucky at my company. Like if I remember a couple of years ago, someone was in a good fit. They just, just even, I think, I remember my CEO just saying like they were demanding where we dress a certain way and we're all remote. We were remote before the pandemic and you know, we're software people. There's no reason everyone has to be in a suit or skirt or whatever it is. And he's just like, you know what? We're not the right fit. So it's a, it's a luxury to be able to do that, but it's really important because I think it shows the people who work for you too. Like, Hey, we have these values. We're sticking with them. You know, even if it means maybe losing a little bit of a paycheck at some point. And that's very important in terms of morale and understanding like the culture of your business. If you're the leader, you kind of know what you want to be known as in terms of your brand and your industry. And everyone along the line has to be, you know, speaking the same language. They have to have the same mindset. They're, the values have to be in alignment. And that's culture. 
um, working at a big company to then kind of transitioning it to my own company, I, I found like, you know, it resonates. Like a lot of people understand like what you bring to the table, how you built it, what you really are looking for in people, the type of clients, the vendors that you use, the stack that you're using. Like it'll come through if you're genuine or not. But if you're just, you know, faking it, like people mm-hmm. see through that as well. And then you're going to have disgruntled employees. You're going to have disgruntled clients. And how do you want to set, you know, put your best foot forward and do the best job you can, right? Like just be yourself ultimately. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your culture that you've set up. So you, like I said, you worked for other companies and you knew what their cultures were and you knew what you liked and didn't like. And so did that impact how you set up your business and the culture there? And then what are your values for that? Yeah, like I, I feel as much as the business allowed me to understand how processes, systems work and the type of training, the type of people I wanted to surround myself with, the values that I bring to the table is more like family ingrained in me from my upbringing, like my mom, my siblings. So it's all about like the family culture. And that's probably the tightest knit community that you can ever harvest in anyone's life. So what what I've kind of built in terms of my culture, the company culture, is taking care of each other, collaborating, supporting one another, understanding that there's no one above each other. Like everyone's pretty much status quo. It's the same level. And we want to embody the growth mindset. Like we always want to challenge each other, get better, earn more so that we can all support each other. Right. And it's more of a community mindset. And it it took years to kind of harvest good employees. And at the beginning, I was hiring for completely wrong reasons Mm -hmm. on skill set and not on values and personality and fit. And it took time to kind of weed those people away to then harvest this new batch of people that actually I'm enjoying working with. And everyone's having fun getting, you know, together online, even though this pandemic, you can't see people. It's more like just communicating with with one another. And it says a lot because our clients can see it as well, that everyone's having fun. Well, do you think that, I mean, you mentioned your upbringing. So being an immigrant, to a new country and new place did and then just how you grew up like that's informing what you're doing now what parts of that still do you like impacted you in that way yeah i think values are so important so my upbringing was you know bare necessities food shelter and family and yes we had a lot of chores yes my parents were very strict but it was all really for the whole root cause because we did things together that only we understood. Like we never had birthday parties. We never had sleepover. We never traveled. Like all these things didn't really come to me until I, I kind of, you know, was in my 20s and 30s when I realized like, look, my I, upbringing was great. Relative, like perspective is everything, right? And people live different ways, different cultures, different situations, and that's fine as well. But for me, I, I felt my parents did the best job they could to make sure that we were on the same level playing field because, you know, they they didn't ha- they didn't even know the language they mm-hmm. a lot growing up. So it was more like, you know, I understood their sacrifice to leave a country to come to Canada without anything for the betterment of the next generation. Yeah. Which is, you know, me and my siblings. And that's a better life for everyone, but it was their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, I, it's hard to explain until you're actually living it. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a situation where I'm not living in a third world country. Like mm-hmm. that, that's already the biggest barrier to, to even having access and information and resources and choice. Like, I'm in the top 5% of the world population living in Canada to have choice. Yeah. My dad is from Lebanon. He's out. He is first generation. And because of, I guess my mom not being, I grew up with a different perspective on it. Like I didn't appreciate that until much later when I saw, I think growing up and just seeing how people are treated because they're an immigrant and realizing the privilege I have had because I appear just physically and also just where I grew up, like I didn't have that, that thing happen to me, right? Where, oh, you, 
you know, you're bringing other food to school or you're, you know, you look like you're not American, basically, even though Americans are look like everyone, there's that whole idea that they look a certain way that needs to change. And so I think, yeah, that that has to have a huge impact on how you kind of just value things differently as you become an adult. I mean, I, I don't know how it couldn't. Yeah, it's reflective. And I, I always look at like perspective is everything. And living through someone else's life and their eyes is completely different. And for me, like my upbringing, I recall as, you know, family. That's what I recall because that we spent so much time together. We had one toy among four kids. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, and that was fine because that's all I knew. And I was happy. I was content. And that's what my parents could only do for us. I had many jobs to help support the family. And that, you know, alone really molded me to become a hard worker, right? To mm-hmm. persevere, to be better human, to be a better, you know, boss eventually. So it's everything eventually comes back in this big, huge circle of life. So for me, it's it's just having fun along the way too, like just learning, not judging others, understanding different people's perspective, situation, and being true to yourself, really. So you have a ton, so people will see this actually on the website when I post our picture, but you have a ton of books behind you. So not everyone reads every book they have, so I'll acknowledge that, but you might have read most of these, I think. I think they're specific and purposeful but what what has been like some influences on you as you especially during the time you were struggling maybe struggling at first starting your business making the mistakes that made you kind of stick with it and say this is still the right thing for me to do was there anyone who influenced you or any any thoughts yeah there's been a lot of people that kind of guided me helped me get to where i am and it's not just family and friends but like people along the way from my, my clients at Yellow Pages to my manager, my director, my multiple jobs and everyone in between. And, you know, before I even set foot in my college university degree, I worked in 20 different jobs from you talk, uh, talk about factory worker to, you know, at the restaurant, you know, waitering or dishwasher, you name it. I've tried it all. And that's why I feel like the luxury to have choice in Canada or North America to have the ability to work at anywhere you want. You can choose who and where you want to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and with technology, it's even easier, right? It's mass email, all your resume. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it all boils down to like your self-determination and what you want out of every situation. And there's people that will pick all the good out of every situation. And there's people that will always complain and Think about all the negative things, right? And it's all mindset, really. It's all perspective of how you approach different aspects of different portions of your life. And I always look at like the opportunity um, of, you know, I'm now situated in a great prime opportunity to make a difference. Either I take it on and try my best and give it all, or I do things just to get by. And so, you know, when I was in sales, I always wanted to be the best salesperson out there, right? Yeah. And so I did a lot of self-taught, right? Books, audio books at that time, because I didn't have YouTube and stuff. But, in you know, just absorbing Zig Ziglar's, Brian Tracy's, Tony Robbins, and going to these conferences, I would invest in my own personal growth, right? And that's how I kind of gravitated to just that mindset of continually trying to get better. And, you know, if you're stagnant, then you know, you're complacent and you won't get ahead. So I've always wanting to grow. And that's how I got to where I am today. Is there a specific book that was an aha for you or that was just like you go back to like I have I read The Alchemist. I haven't read it in a while, but I read it. I've read it a few times because it just always reminds me of a few things, you know? Yeah, I read a lot of books. I think what books are is it's a good, it depends on what, where you're at in the stages of your life. Mm-hmm. And there's books that really make an impact at that certain time. Like when I was in my 20s, I really read like the Robert Kiyosaki, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. Really got me in the mindset of like, you know, eventually I want to own a business, have passive income, and all that stuff. So learning about like the money thing. And then today it's more about marketing, advertising. I had a health 
lifestyle section. So I, I consume like 50 books on every single health habit and hack from intermittent fasting, veganism, carnivorism, paleo, keto to learn, right? From the experts mm-hmm. been doing it for like 20, 30 years, what really it means, right? So books are great because it gives you a perspective of these people that are writing the book mm-hmm. are leaders in and experts that's devoted a year of their life to write this. And they're putting out the best work they can humanly possibly put out. And you can either absorb it, take it on and, you know, understand what it means to you. So personalize it to your own purpose. So along the way, I've learned a lot and I've had a lot of, you know, even Napoleon Hill, when I was in my twenties, I read it a lot. Now it's more goal and habits. I know a lot of readings on SEO marketing, you know, just, stuff that interests me and then like traveling all that stuff like these are more hobbies and leisure stuff but Mm -hmm. having a bucket list so that you can kind of dream of where you want to go just have fun yeah and especially now it's just dreaming of where you want to go canada i think is the only place that i know of that's worse than the uk (laughs) with like you know hopefully by the time this airs we'll both have been outside or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> spending more time outside yeah like like right now our bucket list for travel is like oh go five blocks away or something you know it's a lockdown we always are locked down it's tough it's challenging you got to stay optimistic positive but it's hard it's been over a year mental health is serious not everyone can you know fight through this so if you have family or friends or people that you know that are struggling reach out all it takes is like a phone call a zoom call you mm-hmm. know boost people's morale if you're just asking and making sure you're present and helping others. So yeah, and as someone who, you know, heads a business, did you guys go remote and you weren't before or were you guys remote in the first place? I started this agency all remote. So nice. eight years of all remote, but I actually was remote like a couple years prior while at Yellow Pages. They already sent everyone home. He had the option to work in the office or remote. I chose remote. Mm -hmm. And I was already used to the habit of operating everything on digital um, platforms and working independently. And then it's more about like now the team build. We used to have a lot of social events and team meetings and gatherings. Now it's the Zoom call kind of get togethers right and fun and games and social and training so understanding like the dynamics of it all how it works for your business and how you can actually make it a positive experience for everyone mm-hmm. yeah the company i work for is remote too which is it's really cool i like it but it's funny because a lot of friends went remote during the pandemic that hadn't been before and then some are being forced to go back and some aren't and everyone that i know is kind of like oh i wish they just let us stay home and you know and just like as a CEO, as far as productivity and stuff, I mean, obviously you wouldn't have left it remote if it wasn't, but how do you manage that? I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of know the answer what I think like my company does, but how do you manage that if someone's listening? Yeah, it's, it's the KPI metrics, right? And really you don't want to micromanage. If you were in the situation of your employees, how would you want to be managed? How do you want to you know, should it be based on productivity or just clocking in and clocking out? Like now that there's digital age, there's all this software to track and monitor, you know, the mouse movement. Yes, you can do all that, but that's really micromanaging. Really look at the productivity. Are they doing things that you tell them in terms of projects or holding themselves accountable to meet deadlines? And that's ultimately what everything should be delivered on like as a sales rep my, my staff my, my sales manager didn't care what i did all week or month yeah as long as it delivered on like a net increase of revenue that's all that mattered so if you can do that in whatever terms that you can do and you bring in more revenue to your customer your, your company we don't really care what you do all day long as long as you but based on what your skill set and your tasks and duties right. you should be busy to get <laughs> If not, then obviously the company's not doing a good job, you know, putting people in place in different projects or not giving you enough work. Yeah, like if, if you're developing a new feature and you just have to do like a minute of work and then you can sit for eight hours and not, they need more to do, right? Like, Actually, yeah, exactly. So hold it, understand like what your projects usually take, how long it takes from someone that's manning mm-hmm. it, like a manager that knows how long it should take. Give them the real KPIs, right? Yeah, 
Now that makes sense. I totally agree with that. Have you ever had a problem with work-life balance at all personally, or have you always been able to kind of, because of valuing family so much, you've always been able to just know when to stop? Yeah. And I think at the beginning, I didn't have a son before I started the company. So I spent a lot of time working on the business. So it was more about like making sure that your partner, you know, my wife was fully supportive and she understood like I could either work somewhere and maybe not be fully happy or follow my kind of dreams, desires and passion. Right. Yeah. Like early days. Yes. It was stressful spending a lot of time figuring out if it was right or not. And then as the years progress, it's more about making sure the business modes based on your lifestyle or Mm -hmm. the business should really reflect what you want out of it. If it doesn't, like there's different exit strategies, right? You got to figure out if this is a lifestyle business or a business that you want to scale, exit and move on to the next project. So you got to figure out what you want to do ultimately in your business, your life and, and surround yourself with people that our alignment like Mm -hmm. i'm all about like growing having fun and trying different things yeah so you've been able to create that and then propagate that out to your people who work for you too basically exactly Exactly. yeah because a lot of times i mean and one reason i started this podcast was just that people don't do that they don't figure that out right they just get completely like defined by their work and that's it. And then when work doesn't go well, you lose your job or your project goes badly or just work sucks, maybe putting it simply, then they end up empty. And that's a hard thing, you know, so it's good to have like a workplace that doesn't push you to do that necessarily. Yeah, I think lifestyle is the big thing, right? Like what resonates with you as a human? It's usually the values that you have, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Who do you surround yourself with? What is your family? Is it involved? Like, are you married kids or whatever? What stage of life are you? Are you single? Are you, you know, children? It's different based on where you're at in that the whole lifespan, right? And then in your career wise, like if you're junior and you're starting off, you got to put in your time to become earning enough to support your desires, like buying stuff and your adventures and whatnot. So it all depends. And for me to, you know, go through a lot of different jobs and work with so many business owners to then run my own business and now having staff and clients and have all this accountability, it's the whole evolution of mm-hmm. running a business, founding something, and then enjoying the process along the way. And so now it's more what what's next, right? Like continue growing, continue doing things that make you happy, like mm-hmm that will make an impact and help others and grow with others. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think it's a, such a healthy attitude and way to look at it. Yeah. And again, it's all perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And what you want to make out of it. People can enjoy watching Netflix all day long and that's their life and that's okay. Yeah. So you got to figure out like what, what really matters to you. If you want to have more or have an opportunity to travel or go to different parts of the world or make an impact, run a business. You can't just sit back and not do anything. You got to go out and figure out how to do it. Make things happen. Go out and do things. Don't just wait for things to happen because the more you wait, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I even think of like with comedy, a lot of times people will say, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? No, because I was busy trying to get gigs and I was busy writing and I was busy trying to remember my stuff. I didn't have time to watch all that, you know, and it's a hard thing to explain to people like I'm doing, so I don't have time to watch. And I I do like to watch and I'll sit and enjoy Netflix like anyone and stuff. But yeah, there's a, there's a thing about constantly doing things. And I even think that's helped during the pandemic, to be honest. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the podcast. At the beginning, maybe you weren't really good at it, but as time goes by with experience and a lot more, you know, trial and error and mistakes that happen, you get better along the way from anything from a stand-up comedy, from I was in sales to running a business, like all these things, if you don't do it, you don't know if you're going to be good or bad. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it and the harvest good habits and traits and you're going to be better because it's just like anything it's practice. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of practice. There's this thing like 
It's like someone mentioned, it's like working out. When you first start working out, you're not very good at it. You're not as strong, but then you get the skills over time. But it's the same with everything else. It's just a different kind of like building up your capability. And and the more you ingrain positive, good habits for your business, for your life, mm-hmm. or people that surround you, it's like I, I always give this example of like sports athletes, right? Like, you, you know, LeBron James or yeah. Michael Jordan or any soccer player, they're not born to be athletes right off the bat. They spent, you know, 15, 20 years with training, good eating habits, sleep, practice every single day, 10, 12, 20, 15 hours a day for 20 years to get to a college prospect to then get to, you know, the NBA or whatever. No one talks about that journey. No. Well, them being an all-star in that epic shot or whatever. So think about all the training, all the hours committed, right? And that's what, similar to the podcast, similar to stand-up comedy, similar to sales or anything, it takes time with a lot of practice, a lot of determination and grit. And there's going to be times that you don't even want to wake up to do the same thing over and over. But how are you going to persevere and continue doing what you feel that ultimate goal is it's not like one or two years i'm talking about no. five ten years of like doing the same thing over and over and that's what an expert in any right mind should be after yeah yeah that whole ten thousand hours kind of goal which ends up taking a long time yeah when you start cal- calculating it and speaking of podcasts so you have a podcast local seo today right mm-hmm. Yes. And so what what made you start a podcast and talk a little bit about it? Yeah, very similar to what why I started this business. It's really to help businesses get more value and hopefully not make the same mistakes of what I did when I was young and um, younger. <laughs> and also like what I learned from all these business owners. So just, you know, articulating it in uh, audio format because people consume content in different ways, written YouTube videos to audio Mm -hmm. images. It's just another medium and it gives a platform, a voice so that people can consume it. And the reason I did it was I wanted to get better in audio, right? Speaking. I also wanted to connect with more people and I wanted to help business owners. So I don't really monetize from it because that's the least of my worries. Mm -hmm. It's more about making an impact and a positive influence so that business owners who do listen, hopefully they can take in one nugget that will hopefully transpire and impact their business so that they don't make the same mistakes that some other people have. And your podcast isn't just about SEO either. Yeah, it's not. So I've transitioned. Like, it's called Local SEO Today just because my company name is Local SEO Search. It's really about like journeys of people that I find interesting more than anything. <laughs> I want to just interview and just have a good conversation with. Do whatever you want in your podcast, in your website, in your life, really. Mm-hmm. So with this pandemic, I can't meet people in person anymore. So this is a great channel and medium to just converse and have great conversations with good people. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. That's exactly what, I mean, this the same thing, right? It's just a matter of like, find cool people to talk to and that you, that you know, or that you don't know and go from there. For you, what's been the most like rewarding thing about the podcast and why you keep going with it? Oh, so for me, it's just a, a different outlet, right? So I'm so used to, again, podcasting is good, right? Like mm-hmm. improve on your communication skills. You try to get better, harvest good traits, but I'm all sure curious on how people got to certain stages in their life. So for me, that's what drives me more than anything. Like these business owners while at Yellow Pages, what piqued their interest to start a business, to do it for 20, 30 years, to still have the passion and desire to continue doing it. And what does success mean to a lot of these people? That's what really I was ultra curious about. And even with this podcasting, it's like authors I speak to, running business, eight, 10 figure businesses, whatever, just people that I find interesting and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Today? Yeah, I, I mean, I, in terms of work and like the whole span of life, just enjoy the process and don't get too caught up with the news or get too hot up with like social media posts or whatnot. Like it's always not good news. I mean, 
I'm more about living presently. Focus on what you want out of your life. Don't worry about what other people are selling you, dictating people that you, you know, maybe even your friends, right? They're always chasing things and trying to get to different places. Focus on what you can control. Surround yourself with good, like-minded people that are in alignment with your goals and aspirations. Because again, you're probably the average of the five people you spend most time with, right? Mm -hmm. And similar to like, you want people that are higher up in the level of where you want to be and also a couple people that are below you as well so that you can mentor and support them. So knowing that, who are those people that you want to really aim to become and get to know them on a more personal level so you can bounce ideas off and share what you're doing uh, because they'll be honest with you and tell you and guide you in the right direction. So just learn from others. Don't close yourself too much. Go out there, seek advice, go out there, ask questions, go out there, meet new people because life is short, right? You can't do everything by yourself. It's a really lonely space if you do. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and so that's like great advice, I think, and for people and especially it's true. I mean, you feel differently about yourself and about people depending on who you hang out with. So it's really um, valid in social media, yeah. <laughs> um, even though it's like we need it, to advertise our podcast or whatever. It's still hard. So I have a series of questions I ask every guest called the fun five. So it's just, this is my way of having fun. What's the oldest t-shirt you have and still wear? Oh, it must have been the three Pete Chicago Bulls, like Michael Jordan. It was like a tank top or something. Yeah. 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 It was like back in 1990s when they got the first three Pete, one of my biggest purchases at that time. I still have it. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, that was so such a like time to be around. Yeah, I Chicago know. was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so a lot of people say like right now it's the last year has been like Groundhog's Day because we all kind of get up and do the same thing, you know, over and over every day. So, what song would you have your alarm clock play every morning if it was Groundhog's Day? So my son loves, you know, I hear it every day right now. So it's like the BTS Dynamite. I hear it every day. He loves it. So that's what, you know, rings the bell of this whole last year. Every day is that same song. Yes, BTS, like Dynamite. And because he's like little, right? It's like five years old. He just loves music dances all the time i always hear that song that's my first k-pop song that'll go on the spotify playlist so nice. <laughs> well done coffee or tea or neither coffee coffee do you take it any certain way or just i do my mct oil ghee i, I sometimes do you know grass-fed dairy and all that stuff but so like yeah. the bulletproof kind of thing or something like that yeah, bulletproof, yeah. nice all right cool think about a time like you laughed so hard you cried or just couldn't stop or like last time it happened or just generally something that makes you do that yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, we had date night, me and my wife. So we dropped on my son. This is like a couple of days before complete lockdown. Yeah, again. yeah. I know I was, there's always those like windows, right, that we have. We're we're like yeah. a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had date night. We were watching some, you know, just Netflix movie. And it was just, it wasn't even that funny. I don't know. It was just interesting where, you know, you just get caught up with that that one instant. It, mm-hmm. That's like how you actually go about shopping. And it was all about like some guy was shopping and go. He's, he's a normal guy. He goes into the high end store to buy a suit or whatever. He sees the price tag, right? He's acting like he can afford everything. He sees his price tag. He goes berserk. He's like, you know, he throws it down. He runs out. He's like, then he goes to a thrift store. I'm like, I can so relate because I'm like, I've been there. I understand what you're talking about. So I just back up. So just some little moments that actually you can understand what's going on because you've gone through something similar in your life. So yeah, Nice. Yeah, that's great. Well, it reminds me of like, do you remember Father the Bride when Steve Martin flips out over the hot dog buns or whatever it was? I don't know if it was hot dog or hamburger, but yeah, it's just great because that's the kind of stuff that's so relatable. All right, last one. Who inspires you right now? So the person that inspires me the most is, I think, my mom, right? Like the courage to leave the country to have a better life for my all the kids. Like she is a giver. She takes care of her kids. She supports the community. She volunteers. Like, I mean, 
that's family for you. So if you want to be the best human father, mother, or people that you want to be, like just find someone that resonates with what you want to become. Yes, she's a little bit older than I am, but you know, I, I spent all my life looking up to her. So I kind of now take a step back and reflect on all the good things that she kind of ingrained in my life. And yeah, like my mom is awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. I love that. They're the most important people in our life for so long. And it's nice when they stay that way, you know? Yeah. And, and during this pandemic, I mean, yes, she's at home. Like I can't see her because she's older and my son's at school. So it's like, there's that risk, but now she's vaccinated and you know, it's just little things. Like I call her every day because my son, like my son called her and it makes her day. Yeah. She looks forward to this every day, right? So that's what I'm all about. These micro moments and mm-hmm. life is short. So you got to make sure that you live it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so nice, John. Like, Okay. So if people want to, I'll have show notes, but if people want to look something up specifically, what do you want them to, to look up? I mean, you can check out my website. It's localseosearch.ca. You can check out my podcast, localseotoday.ca. I mean, just get to know good people out there. There's a lot of negativity, bad people out there. Surround yourself with good people. You're doing a great job, Raba. I mean, just have fun, right? Like podcasting is fun and hopefully we're making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, thanks so much, John. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening this week. You can find out more about the guest in the show notes and at RabiaSaid.com. Joe Mafia created the music just for this podcast. Find him on Spotify. That's Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. And Rob Metke is responsible for our visual design. You can find him online by searching for Rob, M-E-T-K-E. Thanks, Rob. Let me know who you'd like to hear from or about your own experiences defining yourself outside of work. Follow at More Than Work Pod or send a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Or visit our website, morethanworkpod.com. Give us a follow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review if you like. Thanks for listening to More Than Work. While being kind to others, don't forget to be kind to yourself.